you got to surround yourself with good people that you enjoy working or collaborating with, and they've got to enjoy it too. So that that's really important. My my team now, there's like I said, there's six of us. We we talk as a team. We talk at least once a day, and I think we have a really good vibe. And I think that we sort of share a lot of common goals, and and we we're happy when we succeed individually or as a team. And that's a, that's a really amazing feeling to be a part of something like that. Have you ever heard the saying, um, I love my job, it's the work that I hate? Um, or, you know, in a client-based business, a lot of people will say, you know, my job would be awesome if it wasn't for all these clients. It is of the month and you are listening to the Think Ultimate podcast. Today we have Brad Zibung with us. Brad is a real estate agent in Chicago and has six people working with him in the company called Chicago Residential Partners. So let's know more about Brad in this interview. So Brad, welcome to the show. So excited to host you here. Yeah, thanks. Great to be here. And uh, let's jump onto the questions right away, Brad. So tell us something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Well, um, if you Google my name, one of the first things that comes up is that the internet thinks I'm a billionaire and I am not a billionaire. Mm -hmm. So you either don't know that about me or if you Google it, you're going to be misinformed. So I am a bill. I tell people I'm a billionaire, but then I add the caveat on the internet. So that's, that's, that's a okay. unique fact about me. So that's really cool that you are a billionaire on online because when someone searches for you, you are a billionaire. You can reduce yourself. Right. That's what they, yeah, that's what they that's what they think, right? And uh, sometimes it can be it can add to some confusion if it's someone I'm meeting for the first time. But uh, I I assure you, I'm only a billionaire on the internet. Okay, so that's that has a lot of advantages with that. When someone comes at you, you just, uh, oh, there's a billionaire standing in front front of me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so uh, Brad, how did you catch the entrepreneurial bug? How did you get into entrepreneurship? Um, when I so I grew up uh, in a really small town north of Chicago, uh, in a state called Wisconsin, um, kind of near Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin, which maybe you, uh, your audience might have heard of. Uh, my my parents had their own small business, so. I kind of I learned a lot by watching them. Some of it good, some of it bad, right? Some of what the struggles were, and some of what what they enjoyed about it. Uh, and then, kind of throughout my life, I've um, if I even if I had an, a regular kind of nine to five job, I always had side interests. Sometimes they were side businesses. Other times they were just not just, but other times they were you know side uh, charitable endeavors or just you know, thing, fun things I would do with friends. So I never really, the, the confining myself to a nine to five schedule never really aligned well with me. There are some people who can't just work a nine to five because they have their own ideas. They have their own path. Yeah. Yeah. I would have a hell of a time getting to work on time and then I would always stay late and just, it just wasn't, um, I just couldn't see myself doing it long-term, even though I was in, good situations it just didn't the nine to five element of it just didn't really appeal to me so brad in your opinion what is the most important personality trait someone would need to be successful in your job in my job as a real estate agent with my own with my own team um 
I don't know. I'm still I'm still working at that. Uh, I would say, uh, well, it takes time to learn the right kind of people to be surrounding yourself with, but that's really important. It kind of lots of times when you when you learn something, it sort of feels retroactively like it should have been common sense. But um, whatever it is, if it's someone who's working with you day to day, if it's people in your life like friends or uh, in my case, my spouse, um, if it's people that you choose, you know, to work with you as a contractor, right? You know, like a bookkeeper or things like that. You got to surround yourself with good people that you enjoy working or collaborating with. Um, and they've got to enjoy it too. So that that's really important. My my team now, there's, like I said, there's six of us. We We talk, as a team, we talk at least once a day. And I think we have a really good vibe. And I think that we um, sort of share a lot of common goals and, and we are happy when, when we succeed individually or as a team. And that's a, that's a really amazing feeling to be a part of something like that. Absolutely. Brad, as you know, that it's really hard to find like-minded people. So how much time did it take to find all those six people in your team? Well, yeah, I've been in real estate now. This is the start of my ninth year. and. Uh, more than half of my team just joined in the last year. We've had we've I, I hired a real estate coach at the beginning of 2020, which helped quite a bit. And one of their mantras is um, hire slow and fire quick, right? So like if people aren't take take time to find the right people, and then if you made a mistake and it seems like it's beyond repair, then just move on, you know. So. It's an ongoing process. I would still love to have a few more folks on my team. So I wouldn't say that. It, I mean, it, you know, it's taken me a while to get to where I am and I still have a long way to go. So Brad, how did you manage to grow your business so far? Um, well, you know, real estate is a very relationship driven business. And I've lived in Chicago all of my adult life. I moved here in 1999, uh, right out of college. So I've lived here for quite a while and I um have I've been fortunate enough to to build a really good network of friends and folks like that. So that that was really critical to build to my success. And then when you know when I was starting to kind of learn the way the business worked, being able to just talk about it with friends or just post about it on social media really helped build my business. And then, you know, like I mentioned, hiring a coach helped me sort of identify or, or kind of like replicate other models of success. So I wasn't just trying to create it from scratch. And that really helped with in finding the right people. Certainly, As you said that you had a lot of coaches, mentors. So what is the best piece of advice I've ever got by mentors or by anyone else? Oh, there's a lot. Um, you know, my first job out of college, I worked at an ad agency in their public relations department. And my boss at the time, he and I keep in touch to this day, even though we haven't worked together in probably 20-ish years almost, which is wild to think about. Um, yeah, I learned a lot from him. And that was, again, that was a public relations role. So that really prepared me for communicating to various audiences and analyzing situations and learning sort of how to kind of drill down to the to the you know, the, the core of what was going on and talk through that. Um, and, you know, in, in that role, 
um, you, you get, we would get called by reporters, for example. And if I misspoke, that could be really detrimental. So the big lesson I learned from him was stick to what you know. And that happens a lot in real estate where, you know, it's impossible to know everything, especially when you're starting out. So if a client asks you like, you know, what is, you know, this is what the other person on the transaction just said, what does that mean? And if you don't know what something means, either if it's a technical term or if you don't know the situation, the, sometimes the, the urge would be just to say whatever you felt would help the situation. But sometimes that is not, accurate so just stick to what you know so that was that was a really important um learning lesson for me there so the, i don't know if that's the most important but it was very important i have a lot of things like that that i've learned over the years that i could probably name five or six things like that but i don't know what i would necessarily say it was the most important is that helpful it's not, it? not exactly not exactly an answer to your question but hopefully it helps absolutely it really helps so because there are a lot of entrepreneurs who just say anything. If someone asks them a question, they just say anything. Even if they don't know, they will not say, I don't know, but they will say anything. But saying nothing, saying that I don't know, will give you more respect than saying anything. Right. Saying, oh, let, me, let me get back to you on that. Like, that's okay. As long as you then follow up and actually get back to them on it. Absolutely. And what is the worst piece of advice you've ever got? The worst piece of advice? Oh boy. Um, there's a lot of bad advice out there. Uh, well, I think that, um, it's not necessarily advice, but I think a lot of people, particularly like in this role and in, in as a real estate agent, I don't know what it's like where you are, but there's a lot of people out there who I think try to be someone other than themselves, you know, or they'll try to, you know, there's like kind of like the fake until you make it sort of mentality. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but if it's taken away from your authenticity, then it is, you know, um, we all have aspirations and it's okay to sort of, you know, uh, see yourself ahead, having accomplished those aspirations. But if it's not true to who you are, then you're doing yourself a big disservice. So not necessarily a specific piece of advice, but something that I observe in a lot of people is them trying to be someone that they're not or not or not coming to terms with who they are or or not accepting that absolutely you you have to be yourself you have to become someone different than others you have to stay out of the comfort zone and become something unique no one has ever seen right yeah and and it's got to be true to who you are uh if if you're trying to be someone you're not it's it's going to people are going to be people will see right through it and it's not, and it does yourself a disservice. Exactly. So Brad, as everyone is dealing with some level of difficulties in the business, what are the most common difficulties you are currently facing? Ha. Have you ever heard the saying, um, I love my job, it's the work that I hate? Um, or, <laughs> you know, in a client business, a lot of people will say, um, you know, my job would be awesome if it wasn't for all these clients. Um, you know, it can be very challenging when you're in a relationship based business to not take things personally. So, you know, if you have, um, sorry, I thought I turned my notifications off. If you have um, a client or a prospective client who, you know, engages with you and then just sort of ghosts you, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes with that. So it's really easy to internalize that and say, Oh, what did I do wrong or take it personally? And, what I've learned is that 
most of the time in this business, it's they've got other stuff going on, you know? So that, um, that can be a real challenge though, because without bringing in business, you don't have a business, you know? So that, so the, so prospecting relationship building, I love it, but it, it's also very challenging and it's very challenging to, you know, um, try to get a, try to have a client understand the whole picture of the service you provide, not just one aspect of it. Right. In this business, it's like, how much commission do you charge or well, how much do you think we should list our home for sale for, you know, and they get fixated on those couple things without understanding the bigger, how it all fits into the bigger picture. And that's my job to help them understand the way it fits in the bigger picture. Uh, and that's an ongoing struggle for sure. And just an ongoing challenge and something that I need to keep working through. Absolutely. It's only something you need to work that through because when you compass uh, this challenge, and then another one comes. You have to go through that. And when you go through that, another comes. Yeah, for sure. So, Brad, what is a growth plan? Wonderful question. I would love to bring a few more team members on this year, particularly on the revenue generating side of things fully licensed agents who can can see the benefits that my team provides them. Um, you know, of my six team members, two of us are full-time operations staff, which is pretty rare in this business in in my market. Most people who are agents maybe um maybe uh have um you know like a part-time or a virtual assistant or something like that. But what I learned is in order for me to really give a high level of service to my clients, I need to make sure that my business keeps moving, even if I'm not at my desk. Um, so, but now that be, now that I have those fixed costs, I need to build out my uh, the revenue generating side of my of my team, and that's a that's a challenge. Um, so, I would love by the end of the year to have at least three more full time agents on my team. Um, so that's that's my biggest growth plan as it relates to team growth. We have a lot of other. You know, one of the things that my coach, and this is not unique to them, uh, you know, they talk a lot about what are your four pillars of income, you know, so I've got, I've got four of those and we're trying to kind of build out underneath each of those. So then we have stronger, um, stronger growth from, from any of them. If one of them dries up, then hopefully the others can kind of make up for it. So it's kind of vague, but that's, those are my big two plans. I want to, I want to build out my team a little bit more with other awesome people who, value what what we provide them and vice versa. And then I want to expand out my current um, pillars of income. Expanding in automation is what everyone wants. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, real estate is a very high touch business. So it's tough to automate a lot of stuff, but but it's not tough to identify the sort of common milestones along the course of a transaction and then figure out how you can best be managing those and communicating those to your clients and to the uh stakeholders and in, in the in the transaction absolutely so brian what would you say to all the procrastination procrastinators out there like they're procrastinating a lot they have no, the goals, I struggle but they are staying yeah. on the bed i struggle i struggle with procrastination too both you know on a sort of micro level just like okay time to step away from social media for 10 minutes or time to get up off the couch and go do what I've got to do, you know? So one of my friends recently told me about, um, uh, 
a uh, business speaker that he had watched who said, you know, if you're struggling getting something up and running in the moment, count backwards from five and then just commit to yourself. Okay, when I get to one, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get up off my feet. Or I'm going to make that tough phone call to the to my client who's angry at me or whatever it is. Use that in the moment. Um, and then bigger, bigger picture, you know, it's really easy to procrastinate. I look around right now, you can't see it, but my my office is a little cluttered, you know? So I've been procrastinating on doing that. So, and I don't necessarily have a great answer for it because when things things tend to build up when I'm really busy, which I am right now with work. So finding, you know, one of the things that my coach recommends is time blocking, you know? So just tell yourself, okay, from, you know, 8 a.m. to 8.30 this morning, I'm going to clean off that pile of papers that's been sitting on my desk for two months. Just, just block it off and get it done. You know, I mean, there was a, there was an Instagram meme going around for a while, a year or two ago that said, um, I just, uh, spent 15 minutes taking care of a task that I'd been putting off for a year, you know, and there's, there's that mentality and it's easy to do. So I don't have a great answer for it other than to try to time block and to just hold yourself accountable or have an accountability partner. So even if it's a friend or your significant other, your spouse or a coworker, and just say like, hey, you know, John or uh, Hamid, you know, uh, tomorrow I'm going to clean that pile of stuff off my desk and you have my permission to check in with me at five o'clock to make sure I did it. That sort of stuff can help a lot. Leaving the desk is the last last part anyone should ever do. Like my desk is always right, like this. Like all the things are just messed up like this. But I don't find time to get those done because I have more yeah. things to do. But I don't it's find it easy. so important to clean that. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> because you have right. more important tasks to do. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Okay. So Brad, if you had an extra ten thousand dollars of budget, how would you spend it and why? I've been thinking about you had sent me this question before, and I've been thinking about it quite a bit. Um I think you've got to invest it into revenue generation, right? In a way that's gonna <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> My coach's um guideline is when it comes to spending money to build your business, <clears throat> you like paid leads or whatever in real estate, it should have at least a six to seven times return, which is a lot. Um, and I think, as I mentioned earlier, I've got a great network in this city and being able to invest money back into my network if it's through events or um just you know things that keep me on their on their radar things like that you know for example i don't know if i don't know if uh the sport of bowling is big uh where you're at but um i love it if we there's a bowling alley i go to here in chicago usually once a week with some friends and um i um I, I want it. So we're doing a, a client appreciation bowling party in a few weeks. And, and we invited a few hundred people to it. We have 50 spots and it, it filled up within a couple of days. And, um, and we have a wait list and, and then people who couldn't attend it still responded very fondly to the invite. And some of them scheduled follow-up conversations to talk about their living situations, things like that. That's, that's so much of a better, um, way to, you know, it'll, it'll cost us a few thousand dollars. We're partnering with our go-to lender. It's not going to be cheap, but it, it's going to be a very memorable experience. And even to be getting responses back from people who can't attend, but still appreciate it and want to work with us, that's invaluable. 
So, and you know, if I, if I sent out, if I, if I send an email to the same 300 people saying, Hey, let me know if I can help you with anything as it relates to your real estate needs, I'm maybe going to get two or three responses, but you know, we were looking at the metrics on my, the email I sent and the click through rate was like 20%. And my typical emails to clients, my click through rate is like 4%. So I would, if I had $10,000 right now, I would invest it. I would find a fun and engaging way to invest it back into my client base. That's really cool. Investing, investing is really the key. Yeah. Okay. If so you're going to be in Chicago, if you're going to be in Chicago next month. Uh, come on, I'll save you. Come on down. I'll save you a spot of the bowling alley. Surely, surely. But right now, I really schedule messed up because Chicago is long way from here. If it was Dubai, yeah. I would really love to come there because it's not much All of right. a difference, but US is really. If you if you find yourself uh, in Chicago, you you look me up and we'll 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 uh, we'll we'll go bowling. Just just me and you then. Surely, surely, I would love to because I also love bowling. I played some games on my mobile phone. It's not that famous in India, but surely I would love to yeah. play it in real life. Sounds great. I, I look forward to it. Okay, so Brad, have you ever taken any advantage of Google showing you as a billionaire? Have what? Sorry. Have you ever taken any advantage of Google showing you as a billionaire? Oh, um, great question. Not not directly. I mean, I have fun with it. Um, I've recorded some videos kind of joking about it. Um, things like that. There have been times where it's created awkward scenarios, like I mentioned earlier, where, you know, before I meet with a prospective client, they look me up and one of the first things that comes up is that I'm a billionaire. So then... You know, I have to explain to them I'm not, or, you know, I do, I'm involved with some charitable stuff and sometimes I'll meet with someone for the first time and they're giving me a big presentation. And then I'm like halfway through, I'm like, Oh, they think I'm really rich and that I could like write, write a check and change all their lives. And that is not the case. So I take advantage of it in a fun way, but there, there have been times where it's created uh, an awkward situation for sure. Absolutely. That really is that why you, is that why you, is that why you reached out to me? Because you thought I was a billionaire? No, no, we were just looking for some really professional guys in real estate on Zillow. We didn't even look in oh, okay, up on cool. Google. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> All right, good deal. Okay. okay, so Brad, what is your favorite quotation? Wow. Um, I uh, <laughs> I don't know whose, whose quotation it is, but it, it also depends on the day, what I'm experiencing, but... Um, have you ever heard so um i'll 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 clean it up a little bit but um if every roommate you've ever had or if everyone you meet is a jerk the it's actually you who's the jerk you know what i mean so uh not everybody actually is a jerk but if you talk there, there's people in your life and the, you know everyone they ever oh god that guy's a that's not that's not the that's not the other person. That's your that's your problem, right? So Absolutely. that kind of tells me that I need to work. I need to make sure I'm working on receiving people in a certain way, um, even if they're being difficult or whatever. They're probably going through some stuff. Um, so if everyone you meet or if everyone you've ever lived with is a jerk, it's actually you who's the jerk. That's that's my that's I used that quote earlier today. So we'll keep we'll keep that one in place. That's like attract like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So Brad, if you were to write a book about yourself, how would you name it? Um, I, 
you know, when people ask me how I'm doing, I use my, my response is usually minimal complaints. So I think that's what, that would be the name of my book, minimal complaints, but then my book would probably be filled with a lot of complaints, but I would call it minimal complaints. Absolutely. So that is a really great title though. And whenever you write it, make sure to just tell me and I would be the first person to read that. All right. Perfect. I'll sign it for you in person when, when we go bowling. Surely, surely. And uh, so <laughs> thanks a lot, Brad, for taking your time and coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, amazed by the conversation you have just told me, the billionaire stuff. Thank you very much. Awesome. I, I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate you reaching out. I was, I'm happy. You know, I was, I'm very flattered to be a part of it. So thank you very much. Uh, thanks a lot, guys, for watching. Have a great day.